Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Parenting with Play. Today we're going to be talking about how to use play after you've shouted or been angry with your child. I'm Helena Mooney and if you're wanting practical, respectful and effective strategies to help transform your everyday parenting challenges with connection and fun, then you're in the right place. Let's dive in. Now, we all know it's not ideal, is it, to shout at our children? We know it's not great, but so many of us do it. So for those of you who have a certain amount of shame around shouting at your children, please know you're not alone. My previous episode about when you're shouting at your children has been one of my most listened to podcasts. So I think it's really helpful for us as parents to to take away some of the guilt that we do carry about shouting and getting cross with our children because... There's really valid reasons why you do get cross and why you do shout. Now, we know that it's not, of course, an ideal strategy. It's not an ideal thing to do. It's not helpful for our children, but there's a really good reason why you do do it. So the more that we can berate ourselves for getting uh, getting cross, for getting angry, for taking out our frustration on our children, the worse we feel. And the worse we feel, the more we're going to feel terrible and the more we're going to shout. So let's just try and alleviate some of the guilt and the pressure that you may feel about shouting or getting cross at your children. So the whole podcast series is about how to respond effectively to our children when when they are being annoying, when they're being challenging. So listen to as many episodes of those as you can for those scenarios that apply to you. And now let's just jump on in to how to help play, how to use play after you have actually shouted at your children. So when we shout at our children, our children are doing something annoying. And the reason why they're doing things annoying is often because they're feeling stressed about something that's happened in the past or something that's happening right now. They may feel frustrated. They're probably feeling powerless. Either they've been made to do something or you're trying to make them to do something or they're just feeling in a really powerless situation. They're probably feeling a bit disconnected from you. And all of these reasons then lead our children to be annoying, to act out, to go off track, as Patty Whipler from Hand in Hand beautifully describes it. So when we then shout, when we then get annoyed and frustrated, it compounds all of those things. They feel even more disconnected from us. They feel even more powerless, even less powerful. They uh, are getting more stressed. It compounds their stress. So... When you do shout, your children can have a number of different reactions to them. They can, their behavior can either get worse. They can either then lash out more, be even more annoying, more aggressive, more defiant, less cooperative. Their behavior can actively get worse. And you're, then you both of you are in this cycle. You get more annoyed, their behavior get worse. And it's just, you know, it's awful, isn't it? Or your child can suddenly go quiet And they can become very compliant and inverted commas, but good. They can be very good children because they want to become obedient. They want to please you. They don't want to experience that anger, that rage. And so they then go, okay, well, I'm just going to do what mum says, which initially can sound, woohoo, that can sound really good. But ultimately, to have compliant children doesn't honour their needs and it doesn't serve them Uh, in future lives when we want them to be able to make great decisions for themselves. The other way that your child can become is they can get really upset. 
They can be really sad, they can get really teary and they can be really upset that you have shouted at them. And they can go, I don't like it when you do that, mommy, I don't like it. And that's just, that's the most heartbreaking response, basically. When they, when we've got annoyed, that can just really pull on the heartstrings and then we can immediately go, oh God, I'm so sorry. It can sort of bring us to our senses in a way going, I'm so sorry. And um, it's important that we do apologize to our children when we feel we've done something wrong and then we can move in. And if our children are upset, when they're upset, obviously we need to listen to their tears. Whenever they're upset, we want to listen to them. So the play that I'm going to suggest is not to replace listening to upset feelings. We absolutely need to listen to upset feelings because crying is healing. Crying is a brilliant stress release, but so is laughter. So let's today look at how you can use play to help our children with the feelings that come up as a result of our shouting and getting cross and getting frustrated with them. Now, the game that I'm going to describe to begin with cranky mummy actually came about completely spontaneously from my daughter who was about three at the time we had been having some eating problems she was very picky very fussy really hard to get her to have a proper meal and it was a real battleground um and after a while I started to find out more about play and the power of play and I started to use games with her and that really really helped but this one time um, I, we were in Ireland at my mother-in-law's and my cousins, her cousins were there. My sister-in-law was there and I was having a lovely lion in bed. It was great. And then she burst in with her cousin going, I'm not hungry. And then ran away again, laughing and giggling. Now, the reason why she said that is because what used to annoy me is that I would try and, you know, getting more agitated in trying to get her to have a decent meal. She'd have a few mouthfuls, then go, I'm not hungry. And then 20 minutes later, tell me that she's hungry again. And that just used to drive me crazy. So when she then burst in, actually she burst in saying, I'm hungry, not I'm not hungry. She burst in saying, I'm hungry. She knew how annoying I would find that because on previous occasions, I'd found it excruciatingly annoying. And those of you with picky eaters, you'll completely understand this scenario. It's infuriating. You've done your absolute best to help them have a, you know, have a good, nutritious, delicious meal. They don't eat it. And then, you know, just before bed, often they then go, I'm hungry. And it's so annoying. So I had a lot of feelings about that. And food time did become a battleground and I would get very frustrated and and cross. And it really didn't work. So play worked. So what she did by her initiating, coming in, saying, I'm hungry, in a playful way, but still sort of similar intonation. She had her ally, which was her cousin, Ella. So she was feeling more powerful. So she's initiating it. She's gaining back a sense of power. She's got her ally there and she's initiating this play with me. So first time she came in, I'm like, oh, what? Okay. Then she came back in again and again. And then gradually I then became more and more mock angry. So I became the cranky mummy. And this is the game, the cranky mummy game. So I would then go, what? You can't possibly be hungry. I've just fed you 20 minutes ago, blah, 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 blah. And I would be, I would use the words, I'd use similar intonations, but it would be very playful. And whenever I did that, she giggled and she laughed and she ran away from me with her little cousin. And then after a while she would come back and we'd do the same thing again and again and again. And what's so brilliant about that is that she initiated this 
And children are so clever in knowing what they need to heal from stressful situations. She then, as I said, became the powerful one because when children are powerless, that's when they act out more. And the the food situation that we were having was definitely she felt powerless. And the more I was trying to force her to eat, the more she was like going, no, I'm not going to do this because, you know, the power imbalance I'm trying to force her. And when we try and force our children, that's often when they go, no, I'm not going to do this. That's their way of asserting power, but feeling very powerless underneath. So by her doing this game, she then could step up and feel the powerful one. Her laughter then is a brilliant way of releasing stress that was coming about of this ongoing situation that we had. And she could then enjoy playing with me, which is very, very connecting between the two of us and start to heal some of the hurt and the stress that had accumulated by the interactions, the cross interactions that we'd had earlier on. It was also brilliant for me too, because I could then release a lot of my stress around it because I was getting really annoyed. I was getting really stressed. You know, the fact that I'm laughing about it now when I'm describing it gives you a little sense of how annoyed I was. And so by me being able to laugh about that, that phrase that she used to say, I'm hungry, oh my God, that allowed me to release some of the stress that I felt. And by us doing it together, I felt more connected with her. I felt softer towards her about the situation. And then we could play and laugh. And the whole picky eating issue, doing this along with some other games that I played with her to help her enjoy eating complete meals better, just meant that the whole situation dissipated. Mealtimes were no longer an issue. There wasn't the tension anymore that I was then trying to force her to eat and she was resisting. We both had a chance to laugh. She had a chance to heal from my irritation and we could we can move on and it wasn't an issue anymore. So that was a, an example of Emily initiating. But there's other times when um, I might initiate a game with my kids, particularly my young one now who's five. So I wouldn't say this is going to work necessarily with a 10-year-old, but a little bit, a little bit, you can be a bit cranky. One of the best ways is um, when you're being, you know, playful, cranky mummy is to come out with ridiculous things that they can't, that you're getting cross about. And the best one I always find is don't smile. This is not, you know, you're not allowed to laugh. This is, you're not allowed to smile. And I'd be very sort of pretend serious about it. And by immediate, by saying don't do something in a playful way, what do your children do? They immediately want to go and do it. And particularly smiling and laughing. It's lovely, isn't it? It's uplifting. You feel better. The laughter releases tension. So of course, then they start smiling and laughing. And I then will get more cross. How? No, you can't laugh. That's terrible. You can't do that. Which of course then leads them to laugh and to smile even more. Or you might want to do it about, oh, don't sit on that chair over there. Whatever you do, don't sit on that chair. And I'm going to be very cross if you sit on that chair. And, you know, ridiculous things because sitting on the chair is perfectly fine. But the fact that you are crossly, playfully demanding that they don't do something gives them an opportunity to feel powerful. They're going to do it. They're going to defy what you're telling them to do, not to do. And then the, so then they feel powerful there's a bit of like, ooh, a bit of excitement because I'm doing something that mummy's told me not to do. We can all laugh about it. We all release attention. So the child releases attention about um, doing something that the mum doesn't want them to do, but they want to do and that the mum gets cross. I get cross. 
And as parents, we get to release the tension that we feel when our children don't obey, when they don't comply. It's really annoying sometimes, isn't it? And we can feel really tense. And the more that we feel that, the, the greater the chance we're going to either cro- uh, either shout or certainly get cross and frustrated with our children in different ways. So these games are really powerful ways to offset what's happened in the past and using the same words that you've used when you've been cross with them is really, really helpful and really powerful because you're, you're you know, reminding them about what happened in a realistic way, but also in a very playful way, which allows the, the stress to be released through laughter. But it also helps preempt other times when you're going to get cross about them not obeying your word. And the more relaxed you are, the more you have released the stress that you're carrying, the less likely you are to get annoyed in those situations. Or you might find yourself starting to get annoyed in those situations. And then you can switch because you've had the practice of being playful in those mock situations. It's easier for them to you to then switch and start being playful if you can catch it early on. When we start, if we can catch things early on, like with our children, when they start to get annoying, then challenging behavior starts early on. It's easier to help help them with their feelings to then uh, nip it in the bud so that it doesn't escalate into more challenging behavior. Same with us. If you can start to notice that you're starting to get a bit annoyed because your children are not obeying you, then you can start to use these games in a way that helps release tension for both of you. But particularly if you've had a, maybe you might have had a terrible day or a terrible week even that you've just, oh God, nothing is going well with your kids and you're losing it in whatever capacity, whether that is shouting or whether you're sort of stomping around or muttering under your breath, whatever way it is that you're really expressing your frustration um, with your children around you. Using the cranky mummy game is so brilliant to help offset it. So think of ways that you do get frustrated with your children and how you can then start to weave that playfulness in with your kids. And to begin with, they might be a bit like, oh, what's happening? But they will love it because it's such a brilliant stress release for them because it's scary. It's scary when we get cross with our children. You know, we are their world to them. And when we do get cross, and it is inevitable that we are going to get annoyed at various different times, it's helpful for us to have a way to help our children heal. Now, obviously, listening to upset feelings is really important, but to bring play is so powerful. And also then to notice what you need in those moments, because you might be listening to me now going, Helena, I am so angry and so frustrated about this particular issue that there is no way I can be playful. And if you feel that, that's a real clear sign there's something for you to work on. You need to, you need to work on your own feelings and you need to find the support to help you with that. Now that could be, it could be writing it out, journaling it out. That can be really helpful just to let it all out going. I'll use the example of of Emily eating. This is driving me crazy. I'm doing my absolute best to to give her good food and she's still not eating it. Oh my God. And then I can work out my feelings on the piece of paper. But the best way of doing that is with somebody else. So find somebody ideally or book an appointment with me and 
I can hear you and help you with your feelings because what you want to do is you want to release your feelings as much as you can so that you're less likely to be cranky and shouting. If you haven't heard my previous episode of what to do when you're shouting at your child, I highly recommend it. As I said, it's been my most popular podcast download. So um, yeah, dive into that one. But this is now, if you have done that or when you've done that, you've now got a playful way of helping your child to heal and helping them to feel better and to release attention and for you to feel better and release attention because you're probably feeling a bit guilty, bit, a bit yucky, a bit uncomfortable. Both of you having a laugh, it just relieves the tension and then you can go, go about your day and enjoy yourselves. And you'll notice also, like with Emily in the food situation, is that the issue that you've been getting cross about it just starts to dissipate. It just starts to get better because you're not feeling so tense. Your child's not feeling so tense. They've had a chance to feel powerful. You've had a chance to have a laugh, feel reconnected. And then, and then the situation just is, feels so much better. All right. I'd love to hear how that feels for you. I'd love to hear any games that you play particularly. And this is another great one to weave in the chasing game. You might want to chase after them going, I'm really cranky. <laughs> and you're obviously age appropriate for the age of your children, but it's fun. And I'd love to hear how you go and enjoy playing cranky mummy or cranky daddy or cranky aunt or uncle, or whatever capacity you are in relation to the child that you've been having that shouting with. Um, I'd love to hear how you go. So play cranky mummy cranky parent and enjoy. I'm excited to say that I have opened up doors for a limited number of group coaching spots because just like you know that shouting isn't helpful or ideal, there are times when you just can't help yourself because of what's going on for you or you may have a particular challenge with one of your children. I can share all the strategies and games in the world, but if you're struggling or finding parenting difficult right now, it's incredibly hard to actually implement them. So if you'd like some more personalized support without having one-on-one sessions, which I also offer, then jump on over to parentingwithplay.com.au forward slash group to sign up. There's only limited spots available because I want to make it an intimate group so you get the attention and support that you need, as well as the camaraderie of fellow members in the group. So jump on over now to parentingwithplay.com.au forward slash group to snap up your spot. 